Singh. Um, and his beautiful prayer and uh, wonderful worship this morning. And uh, hello, if you're watching online, listening to our Facebook group. Um, I have a, just a simple message to share today, so nothing, nothing too profound, but I'm going to pray anyway. Father, I just thank you for your word, Lord, that your word is, it nourishes our soul. Uh, as Natalie prayed, it's, it's unchanging. It's a, it's a rock. It's, it's uh, our foundation, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your word, God. And uh, I recognize, Lord, my own weaknesses. And so uh, I, I pray, Lord, as you told Jeremiah, I will put my words in your mouth. Would you do the same today? And would you minister by the power of your word and power of your Holy Spirit and speak to us wherever each one of us is at, that you would minister to our hearts, Lord. And I pray for your encouragement and your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, go to the book of James. <coughs> we're going through the book of James, but we're not going to go very far today in James. We're going to cover a few words. <laughs> Just felt led by the Lord to do this. Go to James um, chapter 4. I started last week to do... Um, I started to do a section, but uh, I didn't get very far last week either, so <laughs> um, God's in control. James 4. I'm going to key in on one particular part of the verse, but I'm going to get a running start. Verse 5, Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the Spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. is kind of a double, which is kind of like a two, two sides of one coin. As you submit to God, the devil resists from that because the devil doesn't want you to submit to God. But when you, when you submit to God, that's spiritual warfare as, as in itself. Rebellion is, is, is as witchcraft, as the Old Testament says, but submitting to God in obedience, of course, is, is, uh, is true spiritual warfare. But here's the part I want to look at. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. you know, God desires a true relationship with, with us. Uh, it's a relationship that started, of course, uh, in the beginning in the garden where God made Adam and Eve, and he made them to have fellowship with them. And, of course, they did have perfect fellowship. Um, uh, the scripture records how they would probably meet in the garden during a particular part of the day and meet in fellowship with God. And but, of course, the fall happened in Genesis 3 where there is a separation between God and man. And from then, all people have fallen into sin. Everyone is born a sinner. And all of us are rebels at heart. All of us are rebels at heart. And there was a distance between us and God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God assumes, of course, that there's a distance between you and God. Drawing near as if you were far away from God. And some of us have been far away from God. And some of us 
appear to be close to God but are far away from God, but we know what it's like to be far away from God. Amen? Let me ask you, is there a distance between you and God today? Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. It implies, of course, not that there's a great, not just there's a great distance. And for some people, there's a great distance who are unbelievers, right? Your sin has separated you from God. But then sometimes there's a, there's a distance between God for those of us who are believers in the sense of devotionally, right? Although relationally, we are his children. If you're born again, you are God's child. You belong to God. But devotionally, in your heart, there are times when you and God are not on the terms that you like to be. And usually it means that God's not on your terms, <laughs> right? There's a distance between you and God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It implies that also that God is not too far, though. Implies a distance, but it also implies that God is not too far. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So, there was a time in my life when, um, when I had been uh, doing a lot of ministry and I had taught and ministered for, for years, right? And I was, you know, and, and then I had to, we, 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 we had to transition, you know, and, and, uh, and there was a time when, when I didn't feel worthy to even open up the Bible. How many of you guys have ever been there before? We just felt like, just so like, I don't even feel worthy to even open the Bible. And I had been ministering for years. I had, I had been preaching and teaching and shepherding for years, and then there was a time when I had to take a break from that, and I didn't feel worthy to even open up the Scripture. I felt so distant from God. I felt, for some reason, me and God were, were far apart. And part of it is, is that as I felt, I felt guilt and I felt shame, I felt... I felt Whatever it was, I felt just away from God, and it was the hardest thing. My friend would say, well, would you teach me at my church? I'm like, I don't even feel worthy even to open up the scripture. Have you been there? Have you been there? Like you just, uh, maybe, you know, just kind of just felt unworthy. And then G- James says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And I'm like, I know that verse, but I don't even feel worthy to even open up the scripture. The distance between me and God. Uh, <coughs> the 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 Greek term is is for for drawing near. Um, it means to move closer in space, like to move closer to somebody. It means to to grow closer. Okay. Um, to to approach. Um, it's used in in the book of Hebrews for. Um, well, Hebrews 12 or 10 says, let us draw near with a sincere heart, you know, have, uh, in full assurance of faith, having our, our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's a, there's a term, there's a couple terms that are used for drawing near. And one of them is, is they're, tr- they're related, means to, to come close as if to touch. 
to draw near, as if to, to come closer. It's used uh, in, in a variety of ways in the Old Testament of, of Moses being invited by God to come near, of, of the priests that would come near and, and, and with sacrifice, you know. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a term that's used for, um, uh, for, for coming very, very, in fact, uh, it's, a, it's a Hebrew word that's kir- it's called kirba, and it means to, to come close with such closeness that you can touch the object. God says, draw near, near to me, and, I w- and the idea is that you would draw near in your heart to God. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. There may be a distance between you and God. God is here to tell you that he is here, <laughs> and he wants to be close to you. It implies that God is not too far from you. It implies hope. I had no hope when I felt like I, I didn't feel like I could open up the Bible and read it, but there's hope, a promise. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sometimes we feel like the distance is so far away that we can't make up for all the lost time, right? We're, we're like the prodigal son that has gone away, far, far away in our hearts. Oh, that some of us are, 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 are close to God. We come to church. We have the appearance of being close to God. But in our hearts, we're distant, right? In our hearts, we're, we're, we're cold or we're distant. Something's up. We're distant from God. And God says, come near to me, he says. There is hope. It implies, when God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you, implies that being Close to God is a better place than being away from God. You catch that? It implies, it actually is, being in close proximity to God is a better place than being away from God. And you know it in your heart. In this context in James, he's, he's dealing with Christians who are actually compromising with the world. He says, what's the source of quarrels among you? Is not the source, you know, the, the lust in your flesh, and you, 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 a- you, have, you have not because you ask not, but you ask with, uh, with wrong motives, right? And he says, friendship with the world is enemy against God. You're, you're trying to be friends with the world. You're trying to be both. You're trying to please your, your worldly self, and you're trying to please God, but you're living in two worlds. You're distant from God. How do you guys remember? How, do you, how many guys um, remember? How many guys um, have a pi- remember Levi's jeans? Remember Levi's? You ever look at the back label of, of the Levi's jeans? Do they still? I don't know if they still have it. You remember what the label has? Nobody. No. It's got two horses and a pair of jeans. One horse going that way, and one horse going that way, and a pair of jeans, as if to say. These jeans are so strong, though. But some of us are like that, those pair of jeans that are torn in two different directions. So you, you, so you want to be close to the world, but you can't be close to God and the world at the same time. It's like, well, I want to have my fun, and then I'll have a little bit of God. You know? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. 
implies that there is a distance, it implies that there is hope, it implies that God is worth more being with him than being away from him. Where are you in your heart? Some of us are close to God like this. What does this signify? I'll get close to you, but only so far. I'll jump in, but only so far. I'll keep you and everybody else away. I won't let you in. All on my terms, I'll let you in. I'll, 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 I'll even dress up like a Christian and carry a Bible, but in my heart, I'm, there isn't a closeness between me and God. And I'm in control of this relationship. You say, I surrender all. In your heart, you know you're not surrendered. Why is this? Why is this this? And all of us have gone through it. I went through it. I was a Christian, and I went through a time when I couldn't even open up the Bible. I felt so unworthy. One reason is maybe because of sin. Sin separates us from God, right? And you need to confess your sin to get cleansed, right? If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to for forgiveness, right? And to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's why confession of sin is so important. It cleanses the soul. Jesus says, here's your our Father, here's our Father, our Father art in heaven. Hallelujah, be there. Give us this day. Forgive us of our what? Trespasses. Daily. Keep short accounts with you and God. Actually, <laughs> God, confess your sin. Sometimes things just build up, right? They just build up over time in your heart. We're at home, we're going... Karen's going through, a, we're trying to declutter at our ho house, right? And things have built up over time. And in your heart, things can build up, right? And you start pulling things out of the shelves, you know, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize we had that. Oh, that's a present that so-and-so gave to us. <laughs> what do we do? You know, and, and well, I, you know, all this stuff, you know, do we still need the kids' grade school books anymore? <laughs> you, know, you know, we're just decluttering. And sometimes in your heart, things have built up so much that there's this junk that's in the way and you have to declutter your heart. Amen? And sometimes that keeps us distant from God. What else prevents us from drawing near to God? Part of it may be shame. It's interesting that Adam and Eve, they sinned and they knew they were naked and afraid and they were, they were ashamed and they hid from God. They hid behind some bushes, you know, and they're trying to hide from God Almighty, thinking that God's going to go and, and whack him. And he's like, there's that shame, and some of us carry shame. That was my, my issue. I had a sinful past, and I'm like, how could God even ask somebody like me to even touch his Bible? felt such, because I knew God's holy, and I knew he's good and righteous, but I knew my own past. Some of us can't get past our past, right? Some of us are so stuck on our, on our past, and yes, you have confessed it before God, and God has forgiven you, but you haven't even accepted God's forgiveness, because you have not applied that to yourself and say, and it, it brings, it comes up so many times, and you're like, but I have to crucify myself, because 
I did this thing wrong, and I'm ashamed. And God says, I have washed that clean. See, Jesus Christ came to take care of anything between you and God. When he says, draw near to God, and God God will draw near to you, God has made the way for that to happen, amen? John the Baptist says, hey, clear the roads, you know, make way for 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 the Messiah, right? That's the good news, amen? And in my shame, in my embarrassment, in my pride, because I was so, from my past, I was like, well, I should have known better. I should have done better. I, could, I knew, how many guys are like that? I knew better. I couldn't get over my sin because I was prideful to even admit that I even did what I did. Now God's using me, and I'm like, Lord, but how can this be? I struggled with that for a long time. Long time. Friends who are ministers and uh, were patient. I said, no, you know, and, and help me. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How can, I, how can I do that when I have shame? The answer is Jesus Christ has taken care of that shame. How can I do that if I have sin? Well, Jesus Christ has taken care of that sin. We're talking the road has been paved and in your heart there's nothing that prevents you from drawing near to God but your own Pride sometimes, right? Some of us <coughs> may have a hard time drawing near to God because we think we have to clean up our act before we can come close to him. How many guys have thought that before? You know, I, I want to go to church. I want to follow Jesus, but I got I got work. I got to clean up my act before I do that, right? That is that is so backwards. <laughs> Jesus has come to me, right? Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a verse in John where, um, uh, go to John 13. I know this, I, I'm trying to make this simple, but this is so key. Look at John 13. Um, I got two, verse 8. Jesus is washing his disciples' feet, and he goes to Peter uh, verse 6, he comes to Peter, John 13, 6. John 13, 6. So he came to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus said to him, what I do, you do not un- realize now, but you will understand hereafter. And Peter said, never shall you wash my feet. No, I need to wash my own feet, Lord. You can't wash my feet. I got cleaned up my own act, Lord. And when I do, then I'll be there with you. That is so many people. Fix yourself up before you go to the doctor. Make yourself whole before you got to go to the doctor. All right? Never shall you wash my feet, Peter says. Look what Jesus says. If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Who's doing the washing? Peter or Jesus? Jesus. Well, you need to fix yourself. You need to clean yourself up before you come to Christ. No, actually, he's the one who actually does the washing for you. He does the washing of you. Amen? Some of us have a hard time drawing near to God because we feel like we have to get ourselves in order before we go to Jesus. And the actually answer is this. 
Come to Christ in your filth. Come to Christ in your sin so he may wash you clean. Come to him in your sin so he may wash you away. Come to him in your shame so he can cover you and embrace you. Luke 15, the prodigal son story. The prodigal son's out sleeping with the pigs. And he's dirty. He's left his father's house. He said, Dad, I wish you were dead. Give me my inheritance. Some of us have said that to God. God, I, I want to live life without you. I want to live, thank you, but don't thank you, right? I'll do it on my own. I'm my own God. I'm my own boss. I think I can make just that's fine. So God is for the weak and the poor and the, the, the and old ladies, you know, and <clears throat> people who need a crutch, right? That's what the attitude of, and here's John, here's, the, here's, here's John Core out with the prodigal son. Living it up in the world, but getting so filthy and dirty. And then he realizes, ah, I can go back to my father's house. And what goes through his mind when he goes, and he, he says, ah, I will tell dad, make me like one of your servants. I'm going to work my way to you, your, your, your closeness, dad. I'm going to clean myself up so that I can go close to you. Make me like one of your servants so I can serve you and make penance for what I've done. And you can read Luke 15. If you haven't, you haven't had read before Luke 15, the dad's looking out. The dad says, sees his son. And he doesn't tell him, now you are in the, you're, you're in the, you're in the woodshed, son. No, he says, clean him up. The dad cleans up the son. And the dad says, let me restore you. Guess what? You're still my son. That hasn't changed. So you're dirty. Let me wash you. Let me restore you. And he restores his son. Are you distant from God? Is your shame and your shin, sin keeping you from closest to God? Well, maybe you're away from God or distant from God because you're angry at God. God's not doing things the way he ought to do things, and you're mad at him. You're upset because he didn't come through the way you expected him. You're upset because life hasn't turned out the way you envisioned. And so you're angry at God, and you're doing this kind of number. You're the older son in the story of Luke 15. Yeah, you've been faithful to Dad. Yeah, you have not left Dad. But in your heart, you're distant from your dad. You're distant from the father. Your heart is is in much need of cleaning as the younger son. You feel angry. Maybe it's because you experience hurt. Maybe that maybe there's been trauma in your life. Maybe there's been really, really hardships in your life. And God understands that. But God's not the author of that. Don't blame God for the, ac the acts of Satan. Don't blame God for the, for the bad choices you've made. Don't blame God for 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 things that have happened. Yes, we live in a fallen world, and praise God that God is making all things new. Amen? See, there's going to be a time when he's going to wipe away those tears, wipe away those, and he's going to bring you encouragement. There's going to be a time where there's going to be no more trouble, no more sorrow, no more death, no more pain, no more disease, no more COVID, no more separation from friends and family, no more n anything else. And God is making all things new. And until that time, of course, we live in the world that's very, very fallen. Amen? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to deal with the main part, distance from God.
Maybe we're distant from God, not because of sin, not just because of shame, not just because of compromise or guilt or anger or that we feel like we have to clean ourselves up. Maybe we just have this false sense of security. Some of us know how to look Christian. I'm talking to Christians that help, right? I hope, I'm, I'm, I, hope I, mean, I hope there's some unbelievers watching online, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I'm talking to Christians here. But let's just be real here. We are really good at saying the amens and the hallelujahs and, and looking the part, right, and dressing ourselves up and getting cleaned up and, and being a professional Christian, right? We go to Christian concerts. We read Christian books. We have Christian friends. But deep down, there's a distance between you and God sometimes, you know? Jesus dealt with this with one of the churches in Revelation he writes to. Go to Revelation real fast. Chapter 2. He says to the, the church at Ephesus, Revelation 2.2, 2, I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men. You are strong in the, in the things that are right and wrong. And you put to test those who were called themselves apostles, and they are not. And you found them to be false. You are diligent to make sure people are following God. You have perseverance, and you have endured for my name's sake, and have not grown weary. You are faithful. You are so faithful, but you're spent, and you're worn out, and something's amiss. You're distant from God. But I had this thing against you, Jesus says. You've left your first love. You're doing all the Christian things, but your heart is far from me, Christ says. Is that you? Is that you today? All of us can... We're at some point, right? Between, and, and it goes daily, right? And there's times when we're really, really, really going through a hard time because things have happened. And, and then there's times where we feel closer to God, but there's, there's even some... Many of us have, we're near the things of God, we attend church, but our heart is distant from God. Sometimes you're too embarrassed to even admit that. What will people think if they know where I really am in my heart? professional Christian but your heart is far from God God says draw near to God James says draw near to God and he will draw near to you God says draw near to me and I will draw near to you by the way God's already made the first steps because he sent his son Jesus to make it a way and some people feel distant from God because they don't know what they'll find let me tell you what you'll find. Because he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near. What will you find when you draw near to God? You're going to find love. Amen? You're going to find peace. You're going to find grace. God is a gracious God that says, I love you. I know you. I know everything about you. And I want to you to know me and me to know you. Come through my son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Some of us have kept far from God because we felt like 
when he's this angry guy upstairs and he's looking to, to, to just find everything wrong with me and say, oh, got you there. And that's not the heart of God. The heart of God says, I paid for your sin. I washed you through my son's blood. God is so gracious and so good. You'll find what you're looking for away from God, you'll find in greater fulfillment in God in his presence. You'll find his goodness, his strength, his encouragement, his perspectives, his, his love, his fellowship, and a friend that loves you and knows you better than anyone else in all existence. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. How do I do that? How do I do that? How do I draw near to God? Okay, James. I know I'm distant. I know there's times where I'm away. I know there's times where I've got things going on. But how do I draw near? God, how do I do this? How do I, how do, I do this? I recognize I don't even feel worthy. In my life, it was hard. It, it took a long time, all right? In my life, it was getting over bad thoughts about God, right? Sometimes you need somebody that walks you through and says, no, no, that's not a true image of God. He loves you more than you realize. <clears throat> He's paid for that sin. Uh, let's take that trash out. God's already buried it. Amen? There's nothing more that you can do to improve his life for you. You realize that it, Scripture says that God is love and that God's love can't increase or decrease. It is infinitely as high, as great as it will ever, ever, ever be, and his love for you is the same as it was yesterday and today and tomorrow. How do I draw near to God? I think, first of all, you have to just draw near to him as you are, in all honesty, and just no pretense. The prodigal son came back to his father just the way he was. He didn't have to clean himself up. He just came as he was. Stinky, smelly, messy, dirty. Here I am, God. I'm, here's what you do. You say, God, um, I, I recognize I'm, I'm not really in a good place right now. Um, I'm angry at you. I'm mad at these things. Um, you just come to him in honesty. Just be real. But just, just strip down the... The, the, the Christian lingo, just be real with God as if you're talking to a real person, which you are. You say, God, I'm not, my heart is far from you. I want to draw near, but in fact, I don't even know, if, I don't even know what I want to do. I just recognize I'm not in a good place. <coughs> draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I think it starts with drawing near to him in, in all honesty. Draw near to him in your anger and confess that to him when you're feeling that way. And guess what you'll find? What will you find? A listening ear. You know, the best counselors are the ones who don't do much talking. They do a lot, a lot of listening. And God is the best counselor. He just listens. I understand. I understand. Draw near to him in your heart, in your hurts. Draw near to him in your sorrow that he may give you joy. Draw near to him in your sin that he may wash it away. Draw near to him in your sin that, he may, that you may find forgiveness. 
Draw near to God in your sorrows that he may wipe every tear away. I just love the verse we're talking about. He will wipe all of your tears away. We'll see Jesus face to face. Draw near to God in your brokenness that he may heal you and make you whole. Come, honestly, come, honestly to God. Is God calling you? Are you distant from God? I see you guys are here. I see people are watching online. It's, to my mind's eye, you're all close to God. You're like this with God. Really, really close. But let's, let's be real. You're not, right? Because of all of us. For whatever reason. God hasn't sinned. And God hasn't moved. You and I have moved. Amen. <laughs> draw near to him in your sorrows that he may wipe your tears away. Draw near to him in your brokenness that he may heal you and make you whole. Draw near to him in your misdirection of life. Lord, I know I'm going the wrong way. I'm making bad choices. I need help here. I'm a mess. Let's just, you know, just draw near to him as you are. Draw near to him in your worries and your anxiety, and he will give you peace. Some of us are away from God because we're so, so worried about things that are out of our control. Draw near to him even with your past. He says, I make all things new. Draw near to him in your rejection that you may find acceptance in Christ. Draw near to him in your loneliness that you may find friendship and fellowship. I mean, this is the deal of the century, so to speak, right? I mean, angels look at what we have and wonder what that's like to have Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord and have that kind of relationship with God that even they don't have. Do you realize the privilege that we have? This is the best news in the world, amen? Come as you are. Let him clean you up. Let him make all things new. Let him pay for your sin. Let him give, him give you his joy, give you his peace, give you his righteousness. I mean, come on. I mean, this is better than some of those too hard, too believe. It's too good to be true, but it is actually good because God is good. Draw near to him in your fallenness, in your fallenness. Siri sometimes doesn't understand what I'm saying, so I'm going to articulate. In your fallenness, in the way you are, and he will restore you. Draw near to you, draw near to God in your business. Where you work, what you do. Draw near to God in your choices that you want to honor him with your life. My main point is this. Draw near to God honestly because an honest approach to God is an effective approach to God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There is the promise right there. He will draw near to you. There isn't, oh, I've got to cover 10,000 miles that I went away from God. No, you just, you just start drawing near. Boom. 
The God of the universe draws near to you. He's, he says, I've been waiting. I'm here to receive. I'm here. And yes, okay, it may take a process to work through, right? It took me a long time. I had a good, uh, one of my best friends help me through this and help me um, just, just was gracious and patient. And I'm like, finally, it was, just, it was small, you know? It, was, it wasn't sudden. In my life, it was going from, from teaching and to not even feel like I can touch the next, not even open the Bible. I felt so ashamed because I was living under guilt that was something that Christ paid for and washed away. Even that. Whatever the category you can think of, well, what about that? Well, what about, well, that's, that, now that's, that's gone too far. No, 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 how about, he got, right? or Jesus Christ's blood paid for every single sin you have ever and ever will commit, period. No questions asked, right? It took me a while to realize that and to say, Lord, would you accept a sinner like me? I'm broken. I'm a mess. I'm hurting. I'm, I've got, I smell like pig stuff and, I, and I'm dirty and I'm full of rags and, and Jesus says, no, 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 no. I've me, washed that all away. My, my blood was sufficient and I made you brand new. And guess what? I'm calling you. John, I'm calling you to ministry. No, but I'm not worthy because of my past. No, no, no. I'm calling you to ministry, not because of your perfection. Oh, you're right, God, because I'm not perfect at all. And that's what kept me from God. Is I, feel like, I feel like I had to be perfect to you. You can approach this word, but God says, no, 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 no. I call you in your brokenness, and I call you because I have redeemed you, and I want you to be a demonstration of God's grace to others. Let me, say that, let, me, let me say that again. Some of us are the, the prodigal sons, right? And we will never let that out of our mind. We, we keep, we keep, it keeps recycling, right? And it keeps preventing us from going close. We're like, but I can only go so close because I have this past, right? I disqualify myself. And God says, no, 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 no. My son's blood has already changed that, washed that away. And you're brand new. And guess what? That's forgotten. What your past doesn't predict my, your future. Jesus Christ does. Who am I speaking to today? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's an invitation and a promise by the God of the universe. keeping you from drawing near to him. Why don't you close your eyes? Close your eyes. Lord, I just want to pray. I know all of us have, maybe are at different places. Maybe some maybe everyone else is in here is is super, super, super close and and their heart is super, super close to you, God. And, and if that's the case, then praise the Lord. It's not, not, not a, it's not a lack of believing that you exist, God. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's just a... Something that's preventing some of us from drawing near to him in full intimacy and fellowship. 
Lord, help us, Lord, to to hear your call and to recognize it and to accept it and, and, and to and say yes, Lord. And to come honestly and say, Lord, I, I I'm having a hard time here. I'm going through a really, really dry spell. I'm going through a distant spell. I'm, I'm, maybe spell's not the right word, but I'm going through a time, a season where I, f- where I feel distant and I, I want to be real with you, God. And believe your word says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust that you will do what that word says, that you'll draw near to me. Lord, I pray for whoever is in here or watching online, the Holy Spirit would be drawing them, not just to know Jesus, which I do pray it as well, but even believers who are, who have left their first love, that you would gently, graciously, and lovingly draw us to the closest relationship and intimacy with you, to fellowship with you, Lord. Thank you, Son, I pray. Amen. You know, just uh, something different. If Just take some time this, uh, today, maybe to reflect on, on what we talked about today. Is there a distance or is, is everything good? Or um, what is it? And what's keeping me away from God? From that sweet fellowship with Him? Honestly approach God. pray you guys have a blessed blessed week and a blessed day and that God would draw you closer to him in, in intimacy and that you know just come to him honestly just be real understand that he's a, a, a good kind gracious very very long suffering very lo- very loving father and I pray for that that each one of us here and each, everyone watching would have an even closer walk with him that you would really, really know him. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That means a big smile on his face when he sees you. (laughs) And give you his peace in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a blessed Sunday. We'll see the men on Wednesday and the students on Friday. All right, and then uh, we'll go from there. So God bless. Take care. We'll see you.